Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. A battle is a battle any way you slice it, whether we're breaking or playing chess. You have to have your your strategy. So my strategy usually is hopefully I can tire someone out before I get tired because I, I probably couldn't go as many rounds as someone like a younger kid. But if I can get a younger kid to really exploit himself and get tired like in two rounds, then that's where I'm game. <laughs> I'm Scott Yates, multimedia journalist with the Rockford Register Star. And that's my guest today, Rockford hip-hop artist Victor Rivera. Vic is a teacher, an influencer, and a leader of a group of breakdancers known as B-Boys and B-Girls in the hip-hop universe. He's keeping that dance style, mostly associated with the 80s and 90s hip-hop, alive in future generations with events and gatherings throughout the city. Vic's father immigrated as a teenager from Mexico to Rockford, eventually raising his three sons here as first-generation Mexican-Americans. Vic attended Jefferson High School. He's got a degree in sound technology and music business from Madison Media in Wisconsin. Vic was kind enough to chat about all that and more during his visit to the Register Star newsroom last week. So let's drop in on our conversation now. So, Vic, I asked you to join me here because you know things. You are an expert on Rockford. You specialize in the creation of cool. <laughs> when I think of you, that's what comes to mind. Awesome. Very few people think that way about me. <laughs> in fact, I see you frequently at uh, some of the hippest and uh, the hoppinest events in the city. And um, now... I don't know if you're just following the cool or if the cool follows you, but it doesn't really matter because here you are with us today in the Rockford Register Star newsroom. So thanks for joining us. No, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be inside this building. For the first time, I've, I've passed by this building my whole life. Uh, it's a historical landmark in Rockford. That's where the news comes out of. So I'm really happy to be here, really happy to be inside these walls. And we're here to explore the Rockford art scene and those who make the city a more beautiful place. So here you are. Uh, you stay busy with DJing, music production, painting, and organizing. Stop me if uh, this list is going too long. <laughs> it's about right. 
but your primary creative outlet and where it all started for you is b-boying. Yep. Let's start there. Can you describe what b-boying is? Uh, so b-boying uh, or b-girling or breaking um, is basically the short term and the actual term for what's commonly known as breakdancing, um, which kind of got popular in the 80s through movies like Beat Street and Wild Style and Breaking, but has actually been around since the late 60s. A lot of people don't know that, but uh, that's what I mainly do. It's what I started doing when I was a, a teenager, and it's what I really uh, enjoy being a part of. What got you into that in the first place? Well, I had actually always seen it. Um, so uh, my dad had a group, um, and they played a lot of uh, weddings and uh, quinceañeras, which is kind of like a girl's... Uh, Kind of like a bar mitzvah for a girl in the Mexican culture, and uh, every when, t- when a young lady turns fifteen, 15 yep, the I, community comes together to celebrate her essentially becoming a woman. A woman, exactly. Yep, and they would always have uh, live music, and uh, during the intermissions they would always have a DJ, and then usually when the DJ would play, kids would start dancing, and someone would just go a little, you know, someone would just go a little crazier, and then someone would always try to like outdo that person. So, and that's really like the roots of hip hop is trying to outdo somebody, trying to be a little bit better than them. So I'd actually always, I'd always seen it, but, uh, when I was in middle school, uh, uh in Flint middle school in 1999, I'd seen, um, it was like a pep assembly and I seen two guys do it on stage. You know, it was, it was different seeing it on stage versus seeing it like in a circle in the dark with like disco lights and stuff. Like seeing it in that platform, like really brought it to life to me. And after that, essentially <clears throat> elevated and highlighted and celebrated. Uh, for some reason, a stage always gives that gravitas to whatever is happening there. Um, it might be more real and more organic if it's on the nightclub floor, or something sure, like yep. that. But uh, for some reason, society always seems to celebrate the stage. It's it's just easier to grasp, and you're you're completely focused on the stage versus when it's like in a night setting and there's so many things going on. And on top of that, you got like the music blasting and the lights are all over the place. So seeing it on stage really uh, um, brought it uh, brought it home to me, you know. And we call that a battle, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, bat like so, like I mentioned, you know, it's like you do something. I'm like, oh, I could do something better than that, and that's kind of like the the exchange. You know, who can I do better and look better? Um, and that's kind of how you, you know, how you win. Um, I'm gonna go off script here a little bit and uh, back up a little bit because uh, I, uh, while I'm listening to you tell your stories here, I'm reminded that you are quite the acrobat because. Uh, for the uninitiated listener here, b-boying is is practically Cirque du Soleil with a hip-hop beat mm-hmm. in the background. Sure. Uh, you're flipping and twisting and jumping, sometimes on your head, on oh, fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just wild. Mm-hmm. My body just does not move that way, and I am enthralled and impressed and, and forever amazed by folks who can move their body that way. What's going through your head when you are flipping through the air like that? How how does that even how does that even work? <laughs> right. uh, you know, it it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of discipline, and it takes a lot of training to get to the point where you want to dance how you want to dance. Um, so initially, now when I when I'm breaking, I'm not really thinking about anything. <laughs> I'm just going with. Uh, uh, I'm just going with 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 uh, what the music tells me or with uh, what mood I'm in. Um, 
And that takes a long time to really master. Um, you know, some people still, you know, after years of, of training, still can't get to that point. But really what's going on through my head is nothing. <laughs> so you've put in your hours. You have essentially become one with your tool, which is your body, mm -hmm. your ears, your mood. You're listening to your body. And uh, at this point in your game, you can just flow when the lights go on, the music is up. You can just flow with it. Yeah, I can. I can definitely flow with it. I also can just like go right into it, um, you know, without having to warm up or, you know, because 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 breaking is, you know, you're always you're always on your toes no matter what. Like you can be walking down the street and someone's gonna call you out, and it can be that simple, and you're gonna say, "Well, let me stretch for five minutes." No, you gotta get ready to go. So I, I mean, ideally you would want to stretch out, but I have what I call throw throwaway rounds where it's like these are. This, this is what I can give you right now, you know. Um, they're good warm up rounds, you know. what I'm saying, but you're always uh, you're always have to be ready, you know. So so even on a, a random spontaneous battle, you have the long game already planned out. You've got your throwaway rounds oh, yeah. while you, you're warming up, you essentially. Uh, yeah, you have to. I mean, you know, battle a battle is a battle any way you slice it. Whether we're breaking or playing chess, you have to have your your strategy. So my strategy usually is hopefully I can tire someone out before i get tired because I, I probably couldn't go as many rounds as someone like a younger kid but if i can get a younger kid to really exploit himself and get tired like in two rounds then that's where i'm game <laughs> Ooh, the wisdom of the old timer guys <laughs> yeah. you gotta you gotta respect it just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh human remains that are left Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's go back to the, the very, very beginning. You said that... Um, you mentioned your Mexican heritage. You mm -hmm. mentioned your father and mm -hmm. his uh, performance. We can explain that a little bit more. Um, y y you've told me in pre previous conversations that you admire your father uh, the most. Mm -hmm. And um, he immigrated from Mexico to Rockford? Yep, yep. You know, so it, it's interesting when people ask me um, about my dad because uh, there's a lot of people from where my dad's from, that uh, small country uh, or excuse me, like uh, a lot of farmland in the same area, and a lot of them migrated to Rockford. And and you know when people talk about Rockford, you know they could have moved anywhere. Chicago, Texas is closer, but a lot of people from that area moved to Rockford. So they came when they were very young. Uh, my dad came when he was fifteen. Uh, didn't know English, didn't know anything about American culture, and I mean, forty years later, you know very modest accomplishments but accomplishments nonetheless i mean he you know owning a house is huge you know and let alone he owned several houses at some point um so i that's why i admire him so much because he uh uh he was able to really uh, overcome diversity overcome just being a just a young kid not knowing the culture and adapting so well and and raising uh, me and my two brothers so that makes you first generation American. Yes, sir. Yep. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. What uh, specifically? Uh, what were some of those lessons that uh, your father passed on to you uh, from his experience uh, now raising uh, the first generation Americans in Rockford? Um, always work hard. 
um he's uh, always be uh, always be kind to people my dad is incredibly humble he's incredibly nice to anybody um despite even being a victim of racism he's never like you know he's never been a person to uh curse at someone or or wish them wrong um he's also um oh, like the best thing he ever told me was to always improvise um which is like he was doing something really ghetto one day and he's like uh well you gotta always improvise <laughs> so you know making the most out of your, your surroundings you know sometimes you don't always have the money to maybe get your car fixed so you gotta get some tape and some wd-40 and you know hopefully it works <laughs> And now you have a child of your own. Yep. Are you passing on some of those lessons to her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, some of those lessons and a few other things. Uh, she's very, uh, she's a very kind person. She's very happy all the time. Now, fast forward to present day. You are the host, the MC of new, numerous workshops for rising DJs, B-Boys. Uh, you've hosted uh, art gallery shows. <laughs> and take part in community events at the library, the Rockford Art Museum. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just taking this off of just some of your most recent sure. uh, social media posts mm-hmm. here. So you're, you're very much a teacher of the arts. Who is your ideal student? Uh, wow, you know, I, I don't think I've, I've found my ideal student yet. Um, you know, it's I, I teach I teach what I know. If anyone wants to learn something from me, I'm I'm always available to teach them anything that I know or direct them in the right uh, direction. But uh, you know, someone an ideal student is someone who just really, you know, takes the beat down and comes back for more. Um, I don't think I've found that person yet, but maybe one day. <laughs> Why is it important to teach others about uh, the various genres of art that you seem to be a master of? Um, I think it's important because, you know, at least in Rockford area, there's no one else who's doing it. And if, you know, you know, one day I'm I'm not going to be here. That's just, you know, the fact. And I'd hate to take everything that I've learned from many other people, um, everything that I know, I'd hate to take it away and not ever ever share that with anybody because i do know a lot and i'm like like i said i'm willing to share it also i do feel that's that's important um it's also important to to preserve you know the hip-hop culture uh the mexican uh culture you know the south side of rockford i think those are very important things so it's it's really uh i'm happy to i'm more than happy to share the things i know now through your teachings your workshops you you going out to events and just being a part of the Rockford art scene what artists are you looking at and seeing at right now that you are excited about these days Ah uh, there's there's so many uh there's so many talented artists uh two of my favorite artists right now actually three are are all young uh one is Evangelina Jimenez a young Hispanic artist she's working out 317 and she's doing so much stuff for for females um you know for hispanic culture another young uh, african-american woman artist is uh Shaniko porter i I've, I've actually met her like twice but i love everything she does she's such a great artist and also uh, another artist who's based out of rockford but is currently living in chicago is uh jacob pole hill and i just love all the stuff he does I, I i own a ton of his artwork and i think he's amazing and they excite me because i think you know they're learning they're doing their things and i think they're all going to just go their own ways but i you know i solemnly believe that they're going to come back and contribute and I, and i just think that's so uh i think that's so important you know when people come back and they you know uh, are able to share what they know 
No, I want to know what the future of art in Rockford looks like to you. Um, city officials are starting to recognize the importance of public art for the last couple of years. We've seen things pop up uh, in the downtown area. Does public art do anything to showcase our diverse cultures and backgrounds here in the city? I think it does. I think it it um it doesn't in Rockford yet because it's still kind of new territory. However, in uh, cities like Rhode Island, um, uh, Philadelphia, um, Baltimore, they do. Um, they've been doing public art for quite a while now. And you know, in their downtowns, they have like the the nicer kind of like the touristy more arts. But in their more urban neighborhoods, they have things that really reflect those areas. So I do feel that we will be going in that direction. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the artists um, locally and also artists that they will be bringing abroad. So we're just coming off the heels of the Create Transformational Art mm-hmm. Mural Festival yep. here in downtown. And in fact, uh, one of our, uh, one of you and I's uh, wonderful conversations happened during one of the block parties oh, yeah. there, mm-hmm. and uh, which kind of sparked m- my inspiration for having you on the podcast here. Um, and one thing that we, uh, we we talked a lot about facilitating public art in Rockford and um, to that end, how do you see uh, city officials can make it easier for people to make public art here in, in Rockford? I think just by uh, helping artists, uh, by guiding them through the through the process of permits and, um, you know, uh, getting them to know, uh, introducing them to their aldermen of the area um, and also um um, giving them access to who might own the building or or own like a wall or something, I think that will make it way easier. And it'll just it'll inspire more local artists to kind of set out for it because it seems like it, it can be a tedious process. It's not uh, impossible, but there is a lot of uh, hurdles that need to be uh, you know jumped over. Um, and you know, someone who doesn't know much about you know politics and such, they might kind of shy away. So, you know, I think now it's definitely easier to approach city officials and business owners because you have something you can sell. You can say, well, look at the side of this building. It looks amazing. Like, this is what I want to do for you. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like, you don't have to explain it anymore. You used to have to be like, well, this is what I want to do. It's never been done before. You know, I don't, you know, you wouldn't care much. But when you see, you know, all the beauty in these um, nine murals, I, I think it's easy to sell. You know, it's easy to to get your point across. Now, perhaps just as importantly, how can regular people get involved to do these things and we don't, we don't have to limit it to public art? You've got your hands in so many different th- projects. How can regular people get involved in these sort of things? Um, I, that's easy. That's very easy. I think uh, you just have to – there's very uh, there's a few very wonderful resources here in town. Uh, become a member of the Rockford Art Museum. Become a member of the Rockford Area Art Council. Um, become a member of the uh, the Visitors Bureau who um, sanctioned the uh, Creative uh, um, Festival. Uh, become members of those uh, few organizations um, for starters. And then also um, there's a lot of uh, art shows that go around in town. There's Gallery 317. There's Loft 1019. I mean, they have stuff, you know, weekly, daily. I mean, drop in on, on some of these spots and just introduce yourself. Say, hey, you know, I... I love what you're doing. I want to be a part and really just starting those conversations with people who, who you may under any other circumstance might've not started, you know, and that's really the easiest way to become a part of the things that are going on is get out there, get out of your comfort zone, you know, meet people. A lot of people that I know, including yourself, I've met 
going out. I mean, if I wouldn't have gone out that night uh, underneath the Jefferson Street Bridge, we would have never met. Uh, and I used to be very like I didn't want to go out, didn't want to really meet people. But now I I love going out to uh, support other artists and musicians, and that's how I meet most of my friends now. And, and I'm, I couldn't be happier. Man, it's wonderful how you go to a really cool event and you meet really cool people. It's just kind of funny how Absolutely. that works yeah. out. Now, finally, to close out this interview, I like to troll my guests' Instagram feed for something that's intriguing and eye-catching here. And to get you to explain to us what that thing is all about, you are at Vic Monsta mm-hmm. on Instagram, and we'll have a link to that in the podcast description. And your feed is great because it brings together eye candy from your family life and your public projects, too. You film a lot of your daughter, Mm -hmm. who you are grooming to be the world's best uh, B-girl. Hopefully. (laughs) And uh, those videos are recorded all over town. And you advertise your latest workshops and and just other arts events that you happen to come across around town. Here's the thing that caught my eye. It's a white canvas splattered. uh, It's a white canvas splattered with red, yellow, blue, and green paint. And in big black bold letters is written, art is the weapon. And I can't seem to reckon if that's a threat to someone or if that's a celebration of someone. Why did you snap this photograph and what does it mean to you? So that uh, particular canvas is located inside the Rockford Arts Area Council, which is on uh, located next to the old Midway Theater. Um, I'm sure you could just walk up in there and look at it. Um, you know, art art's subjective. It you know it means different things to different people. So, uh, you know, I saw all the the bright splashes and then just the big black bold letters, uh, and it just stood out to me. And yeah, I snapped a picture of it. Art is the weapon. To me, I think it means you know it's it's a weapon of uh, to maybe people like for us like in our area like. We don't want to fight. We don't want to pull out the guns and we don't want to riot. You know, art is our weapon. This is how we express ourselves and this is how we want to be seen. And this is what, at least I believe, will change a lot of our neighborhoods. You know, um, this is, you know more police or more uh, discipline doesn't always work. I'm not saying that it does, but we need different approaches to to change the narrative of our communities. And I believe art is that weapon. So that's what it says to me. Um, to someone else, it might say something different. but And that's the beauty of art. You know, it's, it's how we interpret it. That's Vic Rivera, Rockford artist. Thank you so much for coming in to the Rockford Register Star newsroom today to talk shop. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. It's a good time. more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. 
From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.